So we're starting off on a little bit of an angry note. Someone from USA Today made a very awful claim that it was the darkest day in the Big Ten to return to playing football. What a joke. This person from USA Today who said playing football when doctors have clearly given evidence that shows it's safe, at least safe enough to try to have a football season, in which, by the way, you can close down whenever you want, and the fact that this person said that them playing football is the darkest day in the Big Ten, when there was a Penn State scandal, a terrible Penn State scandal that had many people affected and that was very disturbing. The fact that this writer is going to say that them playing football again today is more when the SEC is playing, the Big 12 is playing, the ACC is playing. This person has the audacity to say that the Big Ten playing football again is bigger than the whole Penn State scandal is disgusting and makes me sick. Today on the show, we're talking about a few things. Uh, I'm going to first cover all the NBA stuff and even a little NHL story. I just want to get that out of the way. Uh, I do also, I'm obviously, this show's mainly college football and NFL football. You should listen to 3rd and 10. Uh, that's where I'm doing most of my NFL content now. So this show is going to be 90% college football. I, I might talk about the Bears quickly, but no, I, I don't have too much more to say. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, I got a fun show. a guy with a microphone truly i tell you I'll, all i got is a microphone all i am is giving you my opinions nothing i say here is fact nothing i say here i can guarantee is gonna happen in fact i can't even give you some crazy sort of new information you didn't already know i'm just going over what's in front of me and giving you my opinion basically i'm not breaking any news i'm not interviewing anyone high up i'm just doing my best for a guy with a microphone Really, that's all I'm doing here. So, when I say this, I don't take this as anything political, okay? All I want to say is to everyone who made the Big Ten coming back possible, before I start talking about the NBA, to everyone who made the Big Ten football and other fall sports back, so in the United States, all the governors, all the people in office, all the Big Ten presidents, Justin Fields, thank you for that petition, Nebraska football, I thank all these people, the governors again, uh, Everyone who made the Big Ten coming back possible, people in government positions who made it happen and made phone calls and other people who made phone calls to make this all work, thank you. Because we needed Big Ten football and every one of those people made it possible. So I know it means nothing coming from me. I'm a South Carolina fan first, so the SEC was always playing. So my horse in the race was Northwestern. They're kind of like maybe my kind of second team, but... I, I don't even know if I can support Northwestern anymore. I might become a Nebraska fan because at least Nebraska stood up for what they believed in, as you guys already heard in my last episode. But we're going to get to the Big Ten returning again. But I just want to say a thank you to everyone who made it possible for the Big Ten coming back, for what it's worth, as just a guy on a microphone. So let's break a few basketball stories. And I'm going to break the one hockey story. So uh, basketball, obviously, we had the Clippers go down. Uh, Denver, which by the way, I've been saying Denver was going to the Western Conference Finals this whole time. I actually said they were going to be representing the West. You can listen to earlier episodes of the show uh, in the offseason last year, so please do so if you don't believe me. I've always said that Denver, I thought, was going to be a contender, and I'm so happy they proved me right. Denver, coming back from two series, both down 3-1, 
it's just it's just really cool plus canadian jamal murray playing amazing uh jokic obviously i hope i said his name right playing really good and uh, michael porter jr all these guys just playing really well it seems when they got their backs against the wall they just they don't let anyone down they just do what they gotta do to win and that is just so impressive like just going over the last game alone i just got some stats in front of me uh Everyone played their part, like Jokic, 34 points, 14 boards. Murray, 21 and 5 boards, 5 assists, doing his part. Harris, 16 points, fantastic. And Porter had the 13-7 line, uh, so 13 points, 7 rebounds. Uh, Morris even got involved. Uh, everyone was playing pretty solid. And the Clippers, I mean, I, I didn't really like how the Clippers, they were very hard to cheer for. Let me just put it that way. The Clippers were a little tough to cheer for because it seems like they were playing a little dirty against the Mavericks, but uh, that's here nor there. Basically, I'm happy Denver's going to obviously have a chance to face the Lakers. I really hope they win. Uh, Miami and Boston. I think the NBA is going to do their best to make sure Boston goes because they need those ratings. I think they want an LA Boston because that's really good for television, but if I had to pick in my heart who I think is actually going to be going to the finals, I think it's probably going to be the Lakers in Miami. At the moment, I think the Lakers and Miami are going to be the two teams, but I really hope Denver goes through. The Toronto Raptors had a really good season. I feel so bad for them. They played really good. As much as I dislike Kyle Lowry at points, he played unreal. Uh, Siakam, I think if this season did show anything, at least this postseason, is that like Siakam, he's a fantastic player. It's just the question is, is he a guy you can build your franchise around? So if you're a Raptor fan right now, you need to kind of put sort of emphasis on, do you want to kind of run it back next year with the same team? Or do you want to shake it up? Something that their general manager has always been willing to do and I think will continue to do. Because as he said on uh, the Will Kane show, his goal is to win, which I love. And I guarantee your Raptor fans... I don't think you're running it back next year. I think, in fact, you're doing some moves and you're going to come back stronger. I, I can foresee some trades being made, some good value draft picks coming through, like some guys maybe you find in the second round might help you out next year because you do really good scouting at those kind of areas of the draft. Even unrestricted free agents, maybe assign someone great. I don't know, maybe you can get a free agent signing who's a mid-tier player. I don't know if you're going to be championship kind of status like kind of maybe a borderline champion contender team but you're definitely going to be a winning team that can make the playoffs so i'm excited to see what it is next year because i know there's some contracts that are going to be up some big decisions that are going to be made and again is siakam the guy to build around i don't know that's what this playoffs did show me let's move now to hockey a sport not only do i know nothing about a sport that I might be the worst Montreal Canadiens fan in the world because all I know is Carey Price. That's basically it. I can't name you another player. Uh, I think there's Weber. No clue. Besides that, no clue who anyone is. But hockey is interesting because the Dallas Stars, I, I thought Colorado was probably going to the West Final, but we got Dallas. And on the other side, we got an Islanders-Tampa series that's 3-2. I think Tampa is going to win. It's probably going to be Tampa in the finals. Obviously, they're up 3-2. I mean, it's pretty tough in hockey to... Well, I guess it's not tough, but I think it'd be tough for the Islanders to win two games against Tampa because they got such a good role in offense, right? And everyone's playing good. So if we got a Tampa Stars, I think if you're 
kind of a Tampa Bay fan, you got to be thinking here, we've had some chances before, like when we lost to the Blackhawks. I think you got to be like, okay, this is the year we got to do it or else maybe we just aren't going to win. I mean, it felt like that way for a bit with Washington, but Washington just kind of broke their trend of not being great in the playoffs. Tampa, you got to show that you're going to win. And that's why I'm not going to pick you to win. Dallas, I think, has the Stanley Cup in their grasp. I hope Dallas wins. A Stanley Cup in Texas? That's crazy. I love it. Let's make it happen. I know they already got one with Mike Medano, but let's get another one in Dallas. I mean, I think that's cool. If I got to pick Dallas or Florida, I'm picking, or sorry, Texas or Florida, I'm picking Texas 10 times out of 10. Let's see the Stanley Cup in Texas. I love it. Plus, it's probably great for these two markets. I mean, I'm sure the NHL, uh, they're probably... So, like, if I was the commissioner of the NHL, I'd, I want the Islanders in the finals for the New York market. I, I can't even talk. The New York market. But uh, I think this is Tampa. They're, they're definitely winning one of these next two games. So, I I don't know. I, I, I want the Stanley Cup in Dallas. I want it in Texas. So... I'm picking the stars. I think Tyler Sagan still plays there. Uh, I hope he does, or else I'll sound very dumb. I want him to win a Stanley Cup. Let's see it. He was a number two pick. Let's let's see some results here. Dallas Stars. NFL football, by the way, if any of you were watching the Bears, please understand we're not good. We we accidentally won. I actually think maybe Swift was paid off by the Bears to lose for them somehow. No clue how that happened. And Tom Brady coming back. I mean, everyone freaking out that Tom Brady's no good. Please, just just chill, okay? Just chill. Things are going to work out. So let's go over the college games. Oh, man. I am I'm sorry. I'm doing my best here. Some of my words aren't making sense. To start, we had a big upset. Arkansas State beat Kansas State. And Kansas State didn't look any good. Uh... This was the bigger one. You So UL Lafayette, which is University of Louisiana Lafayette, they absolutely beat Iowa State. Made, what in my mind, the fourth best quarterback in the country, Brock Purdy, look awful. Throwing a pick, 45% of his passes completed. He looked awful. This UL Lafayette team, they did damage to the Iowa State. And Iowa State, the 23 team in the country, did not look good at all. Another big story, Army. They're still rolling, beating UL Monroe, another Louisiana school. Army's now 2-0, and and maybe they're 3-0. Let me look. Not 2-0, and both their wins have been very big. Georgia Tech beat Florida State. No surprise, Florida State's kind of in shambles. Uh, the big one, Spencer Rattler for Oklahoma won 48-0, and Oklahoma looked good. Clemson obviously beat Wake Forest. Nothing really too big to say there. Texas destroyed UTEP. And I gotta say, Texas looks like a tough team. Texas looks very good. So now, how do I want to tie this in? Basically, next week the biggest game is Louisville and the U. And I, I think there's no question Louisville wins. I think they just have a better roster. King is very good on the U. But he can't carry them over Louisville. Which is just a... They're a little better built, if that makes sense. A little more of an all-around team. Or maybe Miami's a little stronger offensively. This is what I want to get into. What So the Big Ten... Now that they're back in here, which I don't know how I feel now. I, I was kind of, I'm very happy. Like, it's great that they're back. I just don't know how much I'll be rooting for all their teams after everything that's happened. Except for Nebraska. I'm definitely cheering for them really. I'm really going for Nebraska this year as my number two team. 
Well, besides Notre, which by the way, Notre Dame beat Duke in a nice one. Uh, I don't know if I talked about that. They have a guy who they call Baby Gronk. He's going to be amazing. He's going to be really good. Expect to see him in the NFL in two years. Well, two years from now, so I guess three technically. Uh, like the Big Ten, if you're going to be doing these eight games and I think you're going to have an extra one, then you're going to have an extra conference game or something like that. You're hopefully getting to your 10 games, but I don't know how the playoff committee is going to value if you do, in fact, do this style. Like, you're facing technically less tough opponents than the other teams. Like, I think every other conference has kind of agreed on facing nine other teams in conference, where the Big Ten's doing eight with a bonus kind of extra team. So I guess the Big Ten championship would help out that team, but it's going to be interesting how the playoff committee values all of this. It's going to be very weird. So let's do some outlooks now before I kind of wrap this show up. So basically, if I have to give you three teams that I really think are on the rise right now, it would be Notre Dame, Texas, and Oklahoma. Texas, Oklahoma is going to be the Big 12 finals. It's just about how good the teams actually are. I mean, I would be genuinely shocked if Texas or Oklahoma lose to anyone besides themselves. I'd be very shocked. Uh, Notre Dame, I think, isn't a playoff team, but they're going to put a lot of pressure on Clemson and when Clemson does beat them hopefully Notre Dame can look tough to maybe try to get a playoff spot uh in the SEC they are starting up soon I here's a big story out of South Carolina today Colin Hill's been named the starter over uh Ryan Holinsky the starter for most of last year after Jake Bentley went down a lot of people are shocked but I'm really not because I've been hearing Connor Hill was really good he's also a senior like he's an older player he's got more experience than Holinsky and this is probably going to make Holinsky better because he's going to have more time to kind of develop and learn under a guy who knows the new system better. So a lot of people are shocked and they're angry that South Carolina starting this, that he's they're starting basically Colin Hill over Holinsky. But I mean, this Colin Hill guy, from everything I've heard, he's very good. At least he has good arm talent. Maybe he won't be amazing, but he knows the offense he's walking into at least as the offensive coordinator again was his coach at a point. So I see no problem with any of this. Everyone's kind of overreacting. Plus, who knows? Holinsky's going to get snaps at some point because that's just how football works in college. The backups get in and maybe he can win his job back in practice. Who knows? That's the show for today. I talked a little fast. I did my best to get every topic through that I could. Thanks for listening and uh, hope you enjoyed the show. listen to benchwarmers club sports and entertainment podcast thank you for listening and we hope you listen again until then god bless praise christ and thank you for listening to the show